0: All right. Well, it's fun to hear Brian sharing like that because it always reminds me of the simple thing I often ask myself every day. Why do I meditate? Or sometimes I'll ask, why in the hell do I meditate? <laughs> Anybody ask that question of themselves. But I have found that Meditation is the most valuable thing I can do. It's really the only thing that I want to do on a regular basis. And it's the one habit that I've developed and maintained compared to everything else to support me that I've ever done. Meditation is a big why. Because it isn't an action having to do with this physical world. If we're really doing the meditation of sound and light, It has nothing to do with this body, with our emotions, our mind, or success in this world. It has nothing to do with getting answers. It has everything to do with your soul. Something that is not of this world, and for the most part, something that we don't really know much about if we know anything about it. We don't know ourselves as soul. We know ourselves as these bodies as this instrument that lives and dwells in the world. But as soul, we know very little about. It is only through meditation that we can begin to lift above this physical creation and begin to move into living, into the truth of who we truly are. And the truth that we really are is that we are the living, loving essence of the Lord. God took a part of himself, that living, loving essence, and sent it forth into manifestation and into experience. And that's what soul is. It's the loving of God going forth into God's creation to have experience. When I look at this and I look at why I meditate, I realize that I meditate to have experience and that I live in this world to have experience. So when I go into meditation and I forget why I meditate and I forget the focus and the direction that my meditation is to take me, I'll wander all over the place and my mind will grab a hold of it real quick and just take me for a roller coaster ride, up and down, and it'll take me down into the emotional realms and just drag me through emotional hell. Or it'll drag me into the emotions that will be elevating and lifting, full of imagination, full of desire, full of want. It's only when I remember why I'm meditating and I bring myself back up into that true focus of purpose that I can go into the true experience of the meditation that I'm longing for. And why do you meditate? Why do I meditate? I meditate because I have a longing. I long for something. And I have longed for something for many, many years. In truth, many, many lifetimes. And it's that longing that is pulling on all of us that gets us to come here today and sit and to listen and to participate. And that's the longing for the soul to go home to God, to connect once again to that truth that is the divine loving and to begin to allow ourselves to live into that loving and become that loving once again, that living, loving essence of the Lord that we are. So, when I sit down and meditate, I might find my mind trying to call me forward and present into the element of mind and to take me off on a ride somewhere, but I do something to bring myself back to focus. And that is chanting that sacred name of God or chanting the hue and the anti-hue. Those are elements that if we use them properly inside, we will find that we can rise above the mind very quickly and very easily over time. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen maybe the first time or the second time we meditate chanting, but in time we will find the keys, the elements by which we can rise above the mind and begin to live above this creation and wake up to the truth of who we are as soul, as that divine spirit. That's why I meditate. My soul longs to wake up to the knowing of itself fully once again, free of the mind, free of this physical creation, free to truly live in its fullness of that loving essence that it is, and begin to break free of that down and outward pull that the mind has on the soul. Once the soul breaks free of that down and outward pull of the mind, the soul automatically looks up, automatically looks up, because it knows where its true home is. It knows where the source of its existence is, and it longs to return back to that. But in order for that to happen, it has to break the bonds of connection and bondage that the mind and this body has on it. That's why I meditate. Because I want to be liberated. I want to be free of all that holds me in bondage here. And there's a lot our desires, our attachments, our needs, our wants, and that exists on so many different levels. Have you ever paid real close attention that this body has a consciousness and a desire level of its own, and it wants you to go out and do things for the body? In your imagination, it has a whole nother level and a whole nother agenda of things that you are to do to fulfill your imagination. And then there's the emotions. And they are running you all over the place and running you all over inside, trying to fulfill what the emotions are needing. And then the mind. So you find yourself not just distracted in one direction with one focus of purpose in that distraction, you find yourself pulled in all different directions all at once. And once you let go of one, the other rises up and says, well, what about me? Do me then. If you're not going to do that, do me. But in meditation, if we can hold ourselves to a frequency that is not a part of this creation and begin to ride the current of that frequency to lift above all that is of this creation and into that which is true, we can begin to live a different life, to have a different existence. Well, that frequency is loving. That frequency is the divine loving that we are. And the sacred name given in initiation Or the hue and the anti hue can begin to pull us into that movement of the divine loving, that river of loving, and begin to lift us up and return us back to the ocean of loving from which we came. We enter into that river of our own free will, of our own free choosing, every day that we sit down and meditate and truly hold our focus, our loving our attention at the seat of the soul, which is here, in this whole area at the top of the head, and we begin to hold our awareness away from the mind, away from this world, to be free, to truly be free. Free at last, free at last. Thank God we're free at last. That's a wonderful statement. It's a wonderful statement in the world to be free of the bondage that this world often will confine us with. But it's even greater for the soul to truly be able to say that. And I've witnessed that inside. Souls really truly finding their liberation and standing free They may still have physical bodies in the world that they know they're going to go back into and inhabit and do the day. But in that moment in their meditation, in that moment in the dream state, they can stand and state free at last, free at last. And they know that freedom. They know that liberation. And they can live in that Not just in that moment of meditation, but they can bring that back down into this physical consciousness and move through the day a liberated being. Not trapped by all the rules and the regulations of the world. Yes, you have to live by them. Didn't Jesus say, give unto Caesar that which is Caesar's? So, in the realm of Caesar, or in the realm of Colnaringen, in the realm of Satan or the devil or whatever you might call that being that created this world and who rules it. You live in accordance with the rules of the land in which you live. And you respect them and you honor them. But you can also move through this creation as you're doing that, knowing that you are not really a part of this creation anymore. You're just a visitor. And while you're visiting, you're going to live the laws of the land. But you know also that you are free of the law. You are free to live internally the greater truth of who you are as that divine, living, loving essence. Now, there are those meditation practices that teach other ways of meditating beyond what we do. And they have a different focus. And they have a little bit more of a down and outward focus rather than totally inward and upward. There are some meditations that are about problem solving. And that's fine. And it works. I know it because I've practiced them. I know that they work. And it's wonderful to be able to problem solve, to get answers, to get solutions and dreams, to get solutions in your meditation and to get up and go and put them to a test and see if that information really does work. But after a while, it gets pretty boring. It gets pretty dry because it doesn't elevate you. It doesn't lift you up. It doesn't bring you present and to the greater truth of your own being. You might find peace in the mind, such as in certain yogic practices and meditations, but you don't rise above the mind. And it's wonderful to have a peaceful, quiet mind. It's wonderful to be able to bring yourself still In those levels. But again, there's more to wake up to than just a still mind, a quiet place. To wake up into the soul and to know who you really are as the truth of you is beyond words. There's nothing I can say that will meet or match or share with you what that is to wake up and to know. To know your divine essence. And not just to know it, but to begin to live it in every moment of every day. Now it would be nice if that was true. To be able to live it in every moment of every day. But there are times in our lives where we still will get distracted. Even if we've come fully awake into soul, fully awake into spirit, seeing the face of God, entered into the loving heart of God, while we're in the body, we can still be pulled back down. We can still be caught up for a moment in the illusion and pulled away from the truth. But the nice thing is when that happens, we know the difference and we know how to move back into the truth more quickly than others because we have the simple tools by which to do that the simple tools that we share and we remind the initiates to live in is to chant that name of god not just in meditation but in every moment of every day, as much as we can, to keep that frequency of loving alive inside of us and to let it truly become that which we are in every moment, in every breath. To chant that sacred name is everything. Even Jesus said it very clearly when he taught his apostles and disciples how to pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He made that the most important statement to begin the prayer with, reminding the disciple that it's the sacred name that is everything. And if we will only chant that hallowed name daily and every moment of every day, our lives are transformed And the world around us will be transformed. And then being responsible for our thoughts and our feelings. That can seem like a challenge bigger than us. To have to pay attention and be responsible for every thought and every feeling. Are you kidding me? I've got too much to do. I don't have time to sit here and pay attention to my thoughts too. But yet, what are we here for? Are we here to raise a family, to make a lot of money, to get degrees, to be power sources in the world? Well, maybe that's true. Maybe some of us, that's true. We're here to do that. But I know a greater reason why we're here. We as soul are here to truly have experience of ourselves and the fullness of this creation. And the way we fulfill ourselves in this creation is to know this creation and to know our actions and reactions within it. And to take charge over those reactions and just be in action here. And by paying attention to our thoughts and our feelings on a daily basis and as much as we can in every moment, we began to take charge over that and we began to find ways, means by which to no longer be so much in reaction as in action. We can catch ourselves in the midst of going into reaction with other people, with situations or with ourselves and bring ourselves back into action. And that action that we bring ourselves back into is loving. Loving it all. So we take time in every day to pay attention to our thoughts and our feelings and to take charge of them. To begin to take charge over our thoughts and our feelings and not let them run us but we rather are in charge of them. And when a thought or a feeling comes in that just runs us rampant, runs us off into a crazy zone somewhere, we stop and we say, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to take responsibility for myself. I want my life to be different. And therefore, I'm going to choose to do it this way. And we bring ourselves into alignment. We bring our thoughts and our feelings into alignment with that loving that is the soul. That's what this action of meditation is about. It's for the soul to break free and to rise up above these physical elements and to stand above them and then to take charge of them. But as long as the soul is distracted in a downward and outward movement and is caught in bondage by the mind, the emotion, and the body, it can't take charge because the soul is the weakest element of the physical creation. It has to rise above the physical creation to be the strongest in its true nature. And that strength of soul, of loving, of spirit, of that divine essence that you are, is stronger than this creation and can begin to take charge of this creation and have dominion over it. But it's only when it can rise above it and stand in its own true nature that it can do so. And that's why we want to begin to take responsibility for our thoughts and our feelings because that's how we begin the transformation Meditation is the first part of that, though. If we don't know how to get free of that bondage of this creation and rise above it, then we're not going to have the fullness of the action of bringing the thoughts and the feelings into alignment, into harmony, to where the soul then can begin to use them in a greater way and have dominion over them. And the other one is taking responsibility for our actions and our reactions. And it goes along with our thoughts and our feelings. How many times do we just react? We hear something and before it's out of that person's mouth, we're already in reaction and we're already in a defensive mode. It's learning to stay in action. An action is ever-present in the moment, paying attention, being aware, and making choices. And the choices one who is in action and awakened spirit makes is to ever bring the loving present and put the loving before them and to choose into a loving action, an interaction, but not a reaction. So it's taking responsibility for our actions and our reactions and choosing to come out of reaction when we catch ourselves in it, and we do, and bring ourselves back into action. And when our thoughts and our feelings are not matching and we're split and we're caught up more in the world by that split, we bring those elements back into alignment. How? by letting the soul love both of them and bring the loving into the play of the mind and the emotions so that they come back into alignment with the loving. And then the loving brings quiet to those elements and the soul has dominion. But all that begins by your meditation, by chanting that sacred name, by getting in touch with the frequency of loving that lies within those sacred names or within the hue and the anti and allowing ourselves to begin to rise that current. It's not about the names that have been spoken. It's not about the frequency down here in this world. It's about the frequency that is within those words that is the element of loving, that when we get attached to it and begin to ride it, and be lifted up into it, we then are becoming awake, awake unto the divine that we are. We're becoming awake into the loving that we are. Remember, we are the living, loving essence of the soul. We are not mind, we are not emotion, we are not imagination, and we're not this body. We are loving essence. And that loving essence is God in manifestation. That's greater than anything in this world. It doesn't seem like it because it's not of this world and we may not be able to really truly relate to it when we hear it. But when you wake up to it inside and you know it inside, you then know the power of who you really are. You are a powerful creator. You are a powerful being. And the power that you hold, which is loving, is greater than any power of this world. Any power. And it is the power that you hold that is your loving, that is that divine loving essence that manifested everything that exists here. If your loving wasn't here, if your soul wasn't present in this level, in this creation, if every soul withdrew, there would be nothing left here because it is the loving that holds it all together, that brought it into manifestation and keeps it in manifestation. If we withdrew our loving, our essence, our beingness from this creation, this creation would be returned back to that which it originally was, which was a void, the great void. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void and without form. It is only the soul that gave it expression and experience. So, We meditate chanting the sacred name of God. We take responsibility for our thoughts and our feelings, our actions and our reactions. And we move through the day loving, accepting, and forgiving ourselves, God, and others. Loving ourselves, accepting ourselves, forgiving ourselves. If we can remember that, and begin to live all of that every day. Our lives are transformed, our lives are changed. Now, those in the world at work, at home, that are around us, they may not see a big change because you're not gonna physically transform and change, but there's going to be a major change inside because all of a sudden, you're gonna be more quiet, peaceful, not needing, not wanting, not expecting. You're gonna be more sharing and giving and responsive because that's how loving is. And people are going to know it, sense it, see it, and they may even ask about it. And some people may love it and wanna be around it more, and other people may just look at you and go, "Ooh, get away, please, get away. Because they don't like what they see and what they feel and what they hear. Because you've now changed into something different. Maybe you're not complaining anymore. You're not complaining about your life. You're not complaining about others. You're not angry and frustrated. And they need you to be that so that you can feed them and they can feed you in that. And then you've got a good friend oh, what a good friend that is. But when you stop being angry and frustrated and demanding and complaining, they're going to look at you and go, what the hell am I hanging around you for? You're no fun. I can't use you. I need somebody who's going to support me in my anger. And they're going to be off. And that's just all the better. Because you have changed your life. And you are going to change your environment by which you live in this world as well. You're going to make choices. And those choices may be challenging, but those choices will be good choices that you make because you will begin to take responsibility for your life. Where before this world was responsible for your life. It was pushing you over here. It was pulling you over there. It was demanding of you in this direction. It was commanding you of another. And all the time, you're like the pawn on the f- chess game, being pushed and pulled around, taken off the board and put back on the board and wonder, who in the hell is in charge of my life? Well, you can take charge of it. But it isn't about finding success for fulfillment in this world that we're talking about in this meditation practice. It's not about this world. And that's important for you to realize. Meditation on the sacred name is not about this world. It's not going to make you successful in the world. It's not going to give you answers in this world.
1: But it will help you understand how to live and move
0: in this world. And it will change things in this world for you. It will change you, and therefore your world will change. A lot of people, they'll approach this, and they'll even get initiated, thinking, oh, well, gosh, once I get the sacred name and I get initiated, my life is going to change. I don't have to worry anymore. My bills are going to be paid. There'll be plenty of money. I mean, I say this because this is what I've heard. Even though we do our best to explain it other
1: than that. And then they come back a month, six months later, totally disappointed. Well, it didn't do anything I thought it was going to do. No, it doesn't.
0: It doesn't. Because it's not about this world. But you will see that the
1: changes inside of you playing upon this world and transforming your life in the world as well, but it's not about this world. And that's something to remember in this section of meditation. But I do know that if you do the meditation and you chant that name, you chant the U, the NIU, you will begin to find things happening differently. Why? Why? Because every time you chant the name of God, every chant that you use to give out as the you and the NIU, out loud or silently inside, you are calling upon the grace of the Lord to come in and be present with you in this moment. And the grace is that which pulls you into the center, pulls you into neutrality, pulls you into that place of loving, and then begins to lift you up. And every time you chant that name of God, the grace of God goes before you to assist in the clearing of the way. But it doesn't clear the way in the world necessarily, even though it does. But it's clearing the way and in your spiritual journey. Because we really faced a lot of things with the Lord over many lifetimes. A lot of things. Judgments. Blaming. Fear. Hatred, anger, anger, frustration, and then whatever, whatever else you can put it put in that category. You can a like place between you and the Lord. But by standing in the name of God, God the grace, grace will come in and go for you, because you want lost in your journey. And, and again, lose the size of those karmas, just dissolve them in loving, until you open that up for you to do your right? one oneness with God. And this is how to have between you and God While all of other, it may us exist. All your blame, and hate, and frustration, and anger, and all of us, those just kind from of But you, you may that you and the Lord. And you can have, have a relationship that, relationship that way. way, and you, you can make that bad and in your soul, and then the realm of Elsevier, and that, that place and of my loving, every, every day. day. And every, every, every moment of the day, it changes the idea of that bad way, way and wider, and wider and wider, like my kids do, walk on, and it's just going to go, bad act, bad act, coming through. It is a very simple way. All, all of you teachers have said, said so. Let us assume there is not our Lord. Jesus, all of them that have been off to that halfway have said as they can make the name. That this is the way, the system of the way, the system of the path. It is ill so simple, and yet it's so hard. All oh, my bad guys is in my head. You've got to get it down, you've got to get to your eyes, you've got to get yourself out of emotion, emotion, your ocean, body, mind, and hold it there. Oh, my, oh my God, God, i got to hold it there. I mean, I, mean, I, I can do it, do it for a second. second but, I mean, i yeah. got to hold it there I'm on. I kind I of like following my day, baby, baby, it's kind of nice. But just sitting, sitting there, there, loving God, loving God, loving God, loving God, and then loving God, loving God, loving God, God, loving God I, I, I know. Don't, I, don't I don't even know, know if there is a God. God. Are, you are you sure there sure is a living word? Well, you're the only one that can answer, answer that. that. Nobody, Nobody else has answer for you. you. And how do, do you answer that? that? By, by, by doing, doing your work. work. Doing the yeah. meditation daily and, and see if see it works work. for you. By doing the meditation and going inside, what are you, are going, you going, going to find? I, I don't know. You've got to find my that. It's going to be different for each and every one of us. And yet it's the same. What you find in the beginning will be uniquely different for you because you place things between you and God in a different order, in a different way, with, with different strengths, that you are going to have to meet up with and love and accept and forgive in order for them to dissolve and for you to move forward. But ultimately, it's all the same when we get to the realm of soul and spirit. It's loving. It is loving. It is quiet. It is peaceful. It is joyful. It is active. It is manifesting. And it is all loving. And that's the truth of that. And it's the experience that you have on your inner journey of this meditation that is going to make it valuable for you. And for some of you, it will be a dynamic, finite experience of inner quests and inner awakening and inner knowing. And for others, it will be subtle and simple and silent and maybe almost non-existent, but yet you know there's something there. There's a subtlety, a frequency, a quiet a loving, that you only find in that action. And if you will allow yourself not just to be in the moment of sharing your loving with the Lord, but also then open and receive. It's the giving and receiving that this action of
0: meditation is about. Be open to receive God's loving. Then you'll begin to understand more about what this is really truly about. So why do I meditate? I meditate every day because I don't want to lose that connection. There are souls today that have meditated, have come awake, have seen the face of the Lord, and then stopped their meditation and got caught up back in the world again. And they may even poo-poo now the action of meditation. This is something we do every day until we take our last breath. We keep that path open. We keep the action of our focus, our attention, and our loving with the Lord, with our soul. It's doing it daily that we live it fully. And we do it until that last breath. And then we don't have to do it anymore because now we're going to be living it fully. We will break free of this creation. We'll be above this creation. And in that, meditation isn't necessary. That you just live the truth of who you are as a loving essence of the Lord. Meditation is about getting ourselves liberated from this creation and rising above this creation to live in the truth of who we are. Once the soul has returned home and lives in its true home, which is the realms of spirit, above the realm of soul, then life is very different and the journey is very different and the process is so very different. Down here, meditation can be a challenge. Some days it's easy. You sit down, you go inside, you close your eyes, and you chant the name of God. And two hours go by, and you open your eyes, and you go, golly, that was like five minutes. That was wonderful. And I saw all this light, and I heard these sounds. And then the next day, you sit down, you close your eyes, and you go inside, and you begin chanting the name of God. And five minutes later, you look at your watch and you go, oh, my God, that feels like two hours. What's going on? This is miserable. It's just taking forever. And you don't get above yourself at this level, maybe for that whole meditation. It's different every day. Let it be okay. And it's not that you've done something wrong. Oh, my God, how many times have I heard that? What am I doing wrong? I'm just having a hard time in meditation. You're doing nothing wrong. Just do the meditation. And realize there are times when we're going through certain levels of our existence inside and out where we don't need to be aware of what we're doing or we're going through an unconscious phase of it and we don't have to have awareness. Let that be okay and just keep moving forward and then there'll be a day when you do wake up once again and have experience, whether it's the next day or the next week or the next year even. You do it and you do it and you do it. And you do it in loving and you do it in caring and you do it because your soul longs for that liberation. So that's why I meditate. And I'd ask you, if you meditate, to ask yourself daily, why am I going to sit down and meditate today? Why? Why am I doing this? Remind yourself so that there's a vibrancy and a freshness in the action of meditation. Just like when you're going to work and you're driving there or walking there or walking into your desk to go to work. Ask yourself, why am I going to work? It might bring a new vitality to your work. Well, I want to make the money. Oh, I love the creativity. Whatever. Rather than it just being a routine, a have to, a hardship. Bring it alive in the moment. Yeah, yesterday it was great. But what about today? Make it great too. Whatever it is you're doing. You're in charge of your life if you take charge of your life. If you don't, then I ask you, who's in charge? Who's in charge of your life? And I think I'll bring it to a close with that question. So why don't we take a 15, 20 minute break. If you'd like some coffee, we can make some more coffee and there's sweets in there, I'm sure. We'd like to not have them left over.